Yo, yo, welcome, welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. I'm your host, Meeks. You can find me on Instagram at the young underscore pilgrim. Today, we're going to be talking about fashion and how it's kind of evolved in the last five to 10 years and the implications of this idea of the post-modern fashion trends. And this whole idea comes from Virgil Abloh, rest in peace, a great icon in the fashion industry. And he was giving a talk at RISD some time back before he passed. I think it was 2017, thereabout. And he wanted to go to RISD. The funny thing is when he starts the interview, he's talking about how he wanted to get into RISD. For those who don't know, that's the Rhode Island School of Design, which is a well-respected school of design. Um, So he essentially wanted to get into the program, but was unable to. So finally, they invite him to campus once he makes a name for himself. And essentially, he's talking about his experience in the fashion industry and how he's kind of evolved his way of thinking. And he talks about the 3% rule, which basically is you just have to make changes to an idea that exists in the world at about 3% and basically put that out and you can call it yours. Very controversial kind of theory. I think you should read into it a little bit more. But he makes the argument that stuff has existed. There's nothing new under the sun, like the verse says, right? So stuff has existed in nature and has been reproduced in multiple ways for commercial reasons, right? So there's this element of borrowing that is part of humanity's way of creation, right? It's like when you develop a building, there's like some given structural protocols that one must follow. And in the same way, I believe he's arguing that in fashion, you know, there's a set design that people kind of start from and everyone has access to these designs or at least this basic structure of, of designing. And from, from thereupon, you kind of build your whole your whole kind of structure of, of what you think is unique to yourself, right? So it's the 3% uh, rule. Very interesting, controversial, like I said, but something that Virgil fully supported. And as a result, he was able to put out a ton of work with a lot of different producers and designers in a short amount of time. So he made his work extremely efficient. And I think his extra touch there is kind of like what put him over the top. So all these things combined makes him one of the best designers that we've seen in the last decade, I would say. Um, so I guess I want to go into this notion of the postmodernism idea of design. Right. So at this RISD talk, he's speaking to the president there and she actually kind of prompts him to get into this idea of postmodern design and, and adds it's actually post postmodernism because we are or have been in the postmodern era in the sense that we've broken away from the norms of yesteryear and yester century and are creating and doing things in a different way. So his thesis basically goes into this notion that young artists need to develop their own voice and ideas based on what they see already in nature or in fashion and build upon that because there's nothing there's nothing new like basically everything that could be thought about in terms of things that we can design things that we can create have actually been put out and are in existence think of uh, a car right so tesla great company you know they're obviously their business model is electrical cars right but essentially the vehicle still looks like a mercedes-benz or another high-end vehicle, right? 
So of course you can play around with the engine and the output dynamics of a car. You can make it electric, you can make it hybrid, you can make it running on gas, but ultimately the vehicle structure is the same. And so in this post-postmodernism era, Virgil was basically making the point that we need to allow people to be creative in their own way and allow them to adopt what already exists out there. Now, his further kind of position on this whole thing is that effectively, you want to create things that are unique, but you also want to create things that are fashionable and great to the eye. And so he comes on campus and within three hours, he he creates a design based off of a RISD sweatshirt. It's a, it's a weird looking kind of design to be quite frank, but he makes the point that, you know, I just kind of remix this thing. And he's basically hearkening back to this notion of sampling. I mean, hip hop nowadays is built on the sample of music that's come from before. So maybe we can say that the post-modernism era is kind of an ideology or philosophy where you borrow and sample things from the past and add your special twang to it, right? So most of the artists now in hip-hop and R&B are doing this, and we've accepted it to be okay. So Virgil is saying, why can't we do the same in the fashion industry? So it's a very controversial article and um, talk he has there at RISD, but he makes a great point. The other point he makes is that how do we push the boundaries of, of an industry that seems to have gotten to the bounds of the industries, right? So, you know, Prada, Fendi, all these folks have kind of pushed the agenda to a point where, you know, fashion has really exploded and the ideas within fashion have really gone beyond what one could imagine. But how do we even push that further? And so his whole post-postmodernism theology, I would say, is to invoke and inspire young artists to think about how they can push the bounds even further. And employing this 3% rule might be the way to do it, at least for him, but he's really pushing young people to think outside the box of how to widen this kind of space of fashion design, which is pretty extensive and has really pushed the bounds at this point. So it's uh, the challenge, I guess, for us in this postmodernism era is to think about what that means for us as individuals. I make the argument in the article that I wrote soon after watching that podcast with RISD, I was of the thought that at some point you get to a level of creation known as known as nothingness. Now, now, what does that mean? Okay. Nothingness is this idea that once you've kind of extended to the point of using all your creative utility and adopting what already is out there in the fashion design world, then it just kind of morphs into oblivion, right? There's no there's no necessary direction with which design can occur. You're just kind of creating things based on your feelings, your sentiments, what you see around you. And maybe there might be a commercial kind of aspect to it as well. But what we're seeing in this day and age in terms of fashion design is just nothingness. It doesn't have a defined form, so to speak, right? So you might see artists who are trying to kind of keep the old traditional way of designing skirts and blouses and dresses dresses and this this sort of thing but ultimately when you look at the new iteration of designers and if you just walk on the streets of new york i was in new york not too long ago and you know you'll see a whole diversity of designs i think if we break it down to millennials 
you know, the younger millennials are exploring a little bit more and kind of trying to create their own space in terms of what they wear in as much as, you know, these wide-legged pants and jeans and flannels are all the way in. So you'll see that pretty often with the younger millennials. And maybe with the older millennials, they're into maybe the more fitted pants, close-fitting, you know, flat shoes with maybe a little bit of a pump or a heel. So at least there's some kind of semblance of this is our style, this is what my wardrobe looks like. At least with older millennials, of which I am a part, there's still that sense of the 80s look coming in, but at the same time, maintaining their own kind of fashion, kind of sentiments. While with the younger millennials, there's a little bit more creativity. You'll see, you know, a diversity of, of different versions of that bell-bottom type of pants or jeans or whatever the case may be. But with the younger generation, the Gen Z type of folks, you're seeing less of a model in terms of their dress code. So ripped jeans are not just ripped anymore. They're completely hollowed out from the thigh all the way to like the ankle, for example. And you're seeing just a whole range of dresses and guys wearing these extravagant boots. And of course, we can say Kanye brought this huge, you know, interest in the extravagant boot. But you're seeing this in a variety of ways that kind of looks weird and unnatural in the sense that you would see this at Paris Fashion Week, some model walking down with it. But when you see it in the real world, it just looks odd. And maybe that's kind of like my bias as a millennial. I'm interested in seeing fashion that makes sense to me visually, but also historically. With the younger people, I think we're seeing a diversity of their way of thinking about things. And I'm terming this way of kind of designing nothingness because it's difficult to kind of define and conceptualize and put into a box, which might be their mode of operation, their MO. You can't really define us Gen Z folks, right? We're just kind of like water. We're constantly moving. We don't necessarily have an ideology or a way of looking at the world that is monolithic, which might be a good thing. But ultimately, if it leads to you wearing hollowed out jeans on a daily basis, and just waking up and just hitting the streets with what you had on in bed. I think there's something to be said about presentation and how you show yourself to the world that might be lacking within that community. Now, these are just my sentiments. I think um, I'd be interested to hear what folks think. And if they have any feedback on this topic, that would be great. I just think we need to understand at least where this younger generation is coming from and to see if Maybe millennials have some kind of influence on them in terms of, can we produce designs that the next generation would want to adopt? That's the challenge on millennials, because obviously these are our little brothers, our little sisters, nephews, nieces that are kind of entering this new world of design. And if they don't necessarily have a template that they're comfortable with, you can only kind of point at the generation before them to kind of figure out, why didn't you guys influence the future generation to kind of design stuff in a way that, you know, has a semblance of direction or process and rather than leaving them in this state of nothingness. Just some thoughts. I'd be happy to hear your feedback. So share your comments and I'll catch you on the next one. That's the pod. Yo, yo, welcome. Welcome to the 
Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy.